We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Finish this sentence for me, Perloff. If the Cowboys led by Cooper Rush upset your Eagles this Sunday, dot, dot, dot. Because Mike McCarthy was speaking to the media today. It looks like despite the fact that Dak Prescott's going to try to throw a little bit of practice today again, it looks like they are preparing Cooper Rush to be the starter. If they beat the undefeated Eagles, dot, dot, dot. Not happening. No, I just <laughs> that was my Eagles fan. I've been crying in my oatmeal. Uh, it, there is no quarterback controversy. I know what you're getting at. I know what you want here, Maggie. This sets up perfectly for Cooper Rush, even if they win. If they win, they're going to win with defense. They're not going to win because of Cooper Rush. He yes. threw for 102 yards last week. They win with defense. And then you bring back Dak Prescott with the Lions and the Bears the next two games in Dallas. It's a perfect setup. They win with defense this week, and then they go to Dak. Dak looks great, and they've avoided any quarterback controversy because they don't want that, Maggie. They're paying Dak Prescott millions and millions of dollars. He's the star of the team. I I don't think there's any way this is leading towards a controversy, which I assume is what you're getting at. Well, I just wonder because, yes, we all know if we're watching the games that it hasn't exactly been the Cooper Rush show, even though he is the quarterback. But think about the domino effect it's had. First of all, you're right. All credit goes to the defense. They're playing lights out. Good running game, too. And the special teams. But, right, the running game has also been on schedule and more so on schedule with Cooper Rush at the helm of the offense than maybe it was with Dak Prescott. We don't know. We know the Cowboys were going to have a new type of philosophy this year, but we really didn't get a chance to see Dak Prescott implement that because he got hurt so early in the season. But there is this sort of idea that if you go into Philly, you beat the undefeated Eagles. It's not so much that you want to start a quarterback controversy or that you don't want Dak Prescott, but I know how athletes are. It's the if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing, right? Like, even if we think Dak is going to be an upgrade and he's going to be back at some point, I think athletes love rolling with the hot hands. Something about this combination works. No one's going to tell you that Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, but it's also undeniable that this type of chemistry or whatever is going on with the Cowboys right now is successful. Yeah, but I mean... There's such a huge caveat there. They're winning by scoring 22, 23, 25 points a game. That's not sustainable. Well, we when you hold that. your opponent to 12 points, maybe it is. Yeah, 19 points, maybe well, it is. That, that's true, but it feels like a very, very hard model. If, you're, if your offense is not capable in today's NFL of scoring 30 points, which I don't think they're going to do with Cooper Rush, you're not going to make any noise here. I don't think there's a, enough upside with Cooper Rush. Give me, give me a team that has actually won anything significant by getting 100 yards out of their passer. I can't think of anybody since... 
Baltimore Ravens with Trent Dilfer. Right. Well, I mean, that was a, that was to the nth degree, though. They won a Super Bowl. Right. I know. I, well, I think that's where you're saying Cooper Rush is if he beats the Eagles. You know, that's where the expectation is going to be. And I just don't think that upside. I think if they go to 5-1, and one, people are going to start thinking, hey, maybe this is the year. Maybe we get over the hump for the first time since 96. And they say, you know, who can do that? And it's not going to be Cooper Rush. Right. It could. It's going to be Dak. But here's the thing about it, right? You, let's just paint this scenario. I said, say the Eagles lose with the Cowboys with Cooper Rush this weekend. Then say Dak comes back. I know you said it's only the Lions and only the Bears, right? But anything can happen. Say somehow Dallas loses the game that Dak comes back. Because then you're going to have some real trouble in paradise. Because then you have to take the tenor of the locker room. Like, this is one thing that Jerry Jones was very emphatic about when he talked about this situation when Dak took over for Romo. Right? Romo, first of all, had the back injury. Dak got a much bigger runway, like, you know, we knew Romo was going to be out for quite a quite a long time. But what Jerry said, one of the things that really swayed him was the locker room started gravitating more towards Dak Prescott than they did towards Tony Romo. Now, I don't think that's going to necessarily happen right now, but I do know one thing. Football players love winning. They love winning no matter how because uh, the margin for error in the NFL is so slim. They just want to win. So if Cooper Rush or however he's running the offense, I want to stop saying Cooper Rush, how Cooper Rush runs the offense, how they're calling plays. If that is winning football, that's what football players yeah. want. That's what the defense wants. That's what the coaches are going to want. Do you honestly think people in Dallas's locker room want Cooper Rush over Dak Prescott? I think they want to win. I, I think they want to win and they don't care how they want to win. I think to a man, everybody in that locker room thinks Dak Prescott gives us a better chance. Well, uh, he's the better quarterback, yeah, but so how I, is the I, offense different? Well, okay. it's different because it's more conservative, but it's also terrible. There's only, <laughs> I just look, there are only five offenses worse than Dallas in the entire NFL. Carolina, Chicago, both historically bad. The Titans, the Texans, and the Steelers. All The, the Cowboys are the only winning team in that bottom six. It's an anomaly. Only if you're going by just points per game, but what about well, that efficiency? Was actually, uh, everything. That was actually yards. But oh, okay. yeah, they, they're really bad. I mean, for, first of all, the first game when Dak played was the worst game they of had. Course. But they, no, they're not. They're getting outgained pretty much a lot. They're not doing anything on offense. They're running the ball. They're running, but they're not even running the ball that wildly. They had one big Tony Pollard run. They're just winning because their defense is a house on fire right, right now, which is, you're right. So I, I think they, they are so confident in their defense that they think they can win with any quarterback. And if you could go with any quarterback, you might as well go with Dak. Back to one thing you said. I think they could put Jerry Jones' dog, Chihuahua, <laughs> up against Detroit and Chicago. Chicago, they don't need a quarterback. They could run Wildcat all game. No, that defense true. is going to maul Chicago. Yes, you're right. So I, I, do, I see what you're saying. Of course, if he loses. No, but they're probably double-digit favorites in both of those games. It feels like a great scenario to get Dak back in. Now, everything you say makes sense, but I just do not see. I understood when Romo was a little bit older than Dak. That's true. I don't see any scenario, any scenario where Cooper Rush is the starting quarterback when Dak is healthy. Then again, I also said after week one that the Cowboys are done for the season. So, <laughs> And you did not. You argued back, and you actually bet on the Cowboys I did. to make the playoffs. So maybe you're onto something here. But Cooper Rush, are you kidding me, Maggie? Dak Prescott, he set the single-season Cowboys record for touchdowns last season. He was the team. Yeah. He's incredibly talented. You cannot let that guy sit on the bench for a Cooper Rush. I get it. You got a $40 million quarterback. If he is healthy, he's absolutely going to play. I understand how, like, 
this works as a business model. I understand all of that. I'm just looking at it from the athlete point of view. I'm, I'm looking at it from Michael Parsons' point of view, right? I'm looking at it from Demarcus Lawrence's point of view. Of course, they would probably want Dak, but say you beat the Eagles. Like, just yeah. say you beat the Eagles with Cooper Rush. I think there is a, an idea that like, hey, maybe we found a combination here that just happens to work for us. Maybe we can't explain it. Maybe we can't back it up with all these great fancy numbers about our offense, but we just found something, whether it's the defense. How about this? Even the defense just feeling more of the burden, like, hey, we've got to go out and win this game today. Now, I'm not saying... You'd hope they feel that every week, whether Dak Prescott's there, Joe Montana, doesn't matter. But if you, Tom Brady could be back there, the defense should still be feeling that way. But there is something a little bit extra when you realize that, when the defense realizes they're either going to be the reason we win or lose. Like, I remember doing a show with Bart Scott for a while. Remember when the Jets had this great defense, they had a terrible offense, right? Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. He's a rookie. They were ground and pound. Yeah. He used to tell me that they would go out and say, they'd take a look at their offense and take a look at their opponent and go, man, we are on our own today, guys. Yeah. Like if we, The only way we are winning this game is if the defense wins this game. And there's like an extra motivation, not that they need it, but there is an extra sense of urgency and extra sense of responsibility that falls on a defense. That, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, too bad this Cowboys defense is wildly overrated, though. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't do oh, that. Oh, I mean, come Don't on. Don't do that. Did you see the team they played last week? Did you see those linemen they were going up against? I saw the team last week. I saw the linemen. I also saw that team is stock full of veterans that made oh, to the Super yeah. Bowl the last Rams year. And are, you think the, Matthew Stafford's the, a Hall of Famer. The Rams are, you know that meme with the two trash compactors rolling down the street? They are <laughs> they are, uh, they are terrible right now. Then the Cowboys shut down Carson Wentz and the Commanders. Then they shut down Daniel Jones. I don't actually know. Was Daniel Jones playing quarterback or was it some wild guy? And they beat beat a messed up Bengals team. I'm telling you, there are some tests coming for this, supposedly. We we mentioned in the same breath of the Ravens defense. Wait, Just wait and see. I think the defense is for real. For real? Like, for real, like the most dominant defense in the league? No, maybe not the most dominant defense in the league. I think they are, I I don't think this is a mirage. I don't think it's just because they've played some bad teams. Well, luckily for them, they have some bad teams coming up, but... I we will see you on Sunday. Big test against your Eagles. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. So fill in the blank here. Cowboys with Cooper Rush beat the Eagles on Sunday. Dot dot dot. Do we get the quarterback controversy that even Jerry himself almost foreshadowed three weeks ago? Interesting. Maggie and Perloff. Again, 855-212-4CBS. You can also find us on Twitter at Maggie and Pearl. At Instagram, Maggie and Perloff. We've got a YouTube channel. Hey, check it out. Subscribe. Maggie and Perloff. You can search it out there. And, of course, we're on TikTok as well. Coming up, Perloff claims he's got Cooper Rush trivia. Yeah, I've been working on this all night. And you don't get a lot of Cooper Rush trivia. <laughs> I, you don't get any Cooper Rush trivia. There's no Cooper Rush trivia. It's a trivia question that I think is really good that involves Cooper Rush. It's not about Cooper Rush's life. Oh, good. Where did okay. he grow up? Yeah. What Don't he know like much to about do? him. <laughs> he went to one of the directional Michigans. We know that, right? That's what we think. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. Don't go anywhere. Maggie and Perloff are back in. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Just a minute. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. I like that we're dealing in pure fantasy land, this idea that somehow the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the team in green out of Philadelphia. You know they're undefeated, Maggie. I've heard. You understand, from by you. the way. We're about <laughs> every day. A, we're about an hour away from another Philadelphia team playing. Yeah, a little oh. Phillies up one zero. See, the weather just... is not too great in Philadelphia today. It's not. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice here. <laughs> I don't know the tarps <laughs> on the field still. So, can we just settle this right now? Yeah. I don't want to have this awkward tension about the Phillies are still alive and the Mets aren't. It's okay. Can you just jump on board and be a Phillies fan for the next two? Hell weeks? no. <laughs> will not happen. Couldn't even, you couldn't, I, I can't even describe to you. That just made me want to like, like throw can you up just, a little bit. Can you at least support my fandom? Um, no, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> you, ha- you don't understand that these rules exist that I will not violate. I, you'd actually have an easier time getting me to root for the Eagles than I would for the Phillies. Well, I, if you're a Bills fan, Eagles are an NFC, NFC team. versus the Doesn't AFC. Really, There's no ca- conflict of interest there. Also, I think the Eagles and the Bills have a lot in common. We're kind of – the Bills are a little bit like the Eagles. No, I mean – Long-suffering. You guys won in 2018. Well, know, you get but, to, but get to that, be long-suffering. Before, yeah, but you you guys have been to four Super Bowls. Before that, the Eagles had had – there was a lot of suffering. There was famous suffering. No, I get it, but you had been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, also, wild, well. crazy fans who – we boo Santa Claus. You jump through tables. <laughs> Light that's ourselves like, on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, that's yeah. the same. And by the way, it's not like – I've been in the parking lot before. Eagles fans will light themselves on fire. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you Eagles get hyped up. Eagles fans are mean. Buffalo fans aren't mean. Um – no, I will not jump on the Phillies, no. But you had some Cooper Rush trivia. Are, yeah, you, so, are we going to get to that? Yeah, of Sorry, course. anything to get the conversation away yeah, from yeah, the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. Real <laughs> sensitive spot. So, Cooper yeah. Rush trivia. Cooper Rush, of course, you know, is the 5-0 and in his career as a starter. Yes. He Going is, back to even last year. Against yeah. The so, 4-0 this year, they beat the Vikings last year. There are 14 quarterbacks who started out 5-0. and can you name, unless you, and I apologize. 14 that have started off 5-0, and not that are backups, just in history. In history, as starters. As starters have so started their career 5 They've won their first five starts. Now, there have been. Not like Tom Brady, who's won five in a row multiple times in his career. Not no, no, like no, that. started off their career 5-0. Okay. So, there have been six guys this century. Can you name three of them? Six guys this century? Yes, who started out 5-0 and as starters. And it's not always one season. You know. uh, and there, are any of them rookies? Some of them were rookies, yes. And some I, of them, I feel like I want to say Patrick Mahomes. That's one. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, good. You got that off. Okay, off Whew, I got one. Uh, is there any other? Well, Patrick Mahomes was a rookie is, and then into the second year, right? Because he started that last game of the season. Right. And then into the next year, into year two, which was an MVP. Uh, any other, is there a rookie that I'm missing? Well, a true rookie? Yeah, there was uh, one true rookie who started off winning a lot of games. In this century? In this century. And he went on to win Super Bowls. Was it Brady? Uh, it was not no, Brady. No, it could have been Brady. Hold on, hold on. They, it could have no, been Brady, no, we don't know but it was not Brady. No, because Brady didn't start it in any of his rookie year. Anybody else could jump in, too? 
wait a minute, a rookie who and then went on to win Super Bowls too? Not uh, as a uh, not as a rookie, as a second year player, he did. A second year player who won the Super Bowl? Yes. <laughs> How am I blanking on that? Second year player. I can't believe you're blanking this one. A I, second year player who went on to win the Super Bowl in this century. This century. Ah, uh, give me another hint. Um, he was in a famous quarterback draft. That had, oh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, Big okay, Ben. Okay, sorry, Oof, that was silly. Come on, Big Max. Ben. I'll get, give you get your head in the game. Uh, a couple okay. other hints. This guy was not a first round pick and was a backup to another guy who won a bunch of Super Bowls, but ended up winning his first five starts in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Oh, nice. Jimmy G, it isn't a weird Yeah, that makes sense. Of course, no. And he went 5-0 and when he started for San Francisco, right? Yes. But wait, but Jimmy G had two starts when Tom Brady had deflate And he won. Oh, and he won those. He won those. That's why it's a good It was the Bills beat Jacoby Brissett that year after Jimmy got hurt, hurt his shoulder or whatever. Yeah. Two more. Oh, my gosh. Can I just give him two because you're not going to get them? Okay. Mark Bolger in 2002. Okay. And then the Cooper Rush future. This is basically five and zero. First five starts, then went on. Oh, is it Dak? No, to lose a bunch of games and go into obscurity, which is going to happen to Cooper Rush. Oh boy, Kyle Allen in two thousand eighteen oh, and nineteen. Yeah, Kyle Allen. Forgot about that guy. What's that proving, guy up to? He's proving, on a roster right now, isn't he? I saw him. Washington? I think on a bench somewhere recently. Yeah, <laughs> this should it. be. This is right in your wheelhouse. You should be friends with Kyle Allen. Your friend was every backup. No, Kyle Allen. Remember, he was the number one recruit. He's a little too big time for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Out of Chandler, Arizona. Uh, so Cooper could go one or two directions. He could go Kyle Allen, or he could go Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I tend to think he's closer to Kyle Allen. When you set it up like that, thank you, Stu. Kyle Allen's on the Texans roster. There you go. Yeah. He might get in. You never know. Yeah. Not says so. Yeah, I know. Think, there are moments where we've all said, hey, Kyle Allen's pretty good. Were there? Yeah, no, he had some good. I mean, he started out five and zero as a starter. <laughs> yeah, actually, where was I? Was I? Were you there for the Cooper Rush <laughs> trivia question, Maggie? Hello, is this thing on? It's I mean, right. come on. <laughs> once, once I got Mahomes, I was just like, whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were glad you got one. <laughs> I right? got one. Mark yeah. Bolger. That was. I was smart to give you Mark Bolger. I know. I actually have an odd connection to Mark Bolger. Not exactly. When I was calling, doing play-by-play yeah. back in the day for ESPNU, I covered a couple uh, women's college basketball games. My partner for those broadcasts. Meg Bolger, Mark's younger sister. No way. Yep, and Mark was... also spelled with a C, not the real way to spell Mark. Oh. M-A-R-C. There you go. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But Meg was his sister. She was a standout All-American at West Virginia. Let's go to Alex, who's in New Jersey. Alex, how are you? I'm good, Maggie. How are you? We're doing excellent. What's on your mind? Good. Um, what you said earlier about the Bills-Eagles um, thing, that's not as far-fetched as you think. I was just at the Steelers-Bills game, and there were at least – Six or seven cars at both Bills and Eagles stuff in the parking lot. Hmm. And the, people the, were actually saying how the Eagles are actually their NFC team. So it's not as far-fetched as you think. Man, were you just happened to be sitting next to my in-laws at that game? Or did they say they knew me? Because I feel like no. I'm the only person in my life who's got Eagles, Bills fans in my life. Because I have in-laws who live in Philadelphia, but one of the um, someone who they're married to works for the Bills. Right. Well, you're from um, you're from um, you're from outside Binghamton, right? I'm from in Binghamton, dead center. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're what three hours from Buffalo, equal distance from Philly and Buffalo. You know, you're right about that. Come to think of it, maybe I do know a lot more crossover fans. Did you have fun at the game? 
Well, I'm a Steeler fan, so oh. no, but and yes. <laughs> Did you see someone fly through a table while being lit on fire? Yes. I thought so. You know, I knew that was going to be 100%, Alex. Thank you so much for so the wait, call. I would have bet my mortgage on that. There are a couple other connections. Now, Sal Palantonio. Yep. It's from Buffalo, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from Buffalo and went on to become the Eagles reporter. Yeah, we're Not, really reaching there. Right now. But, and the head Bills reporter for many years, Vic Carucci. Yes. I believe it's from Philadelphia. Or at least worked for the Is Philadelphia. Is this like Lincoln and Kennedy and Kennedy Lincoln, but just like, you know, NFL reporter edition? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like Sal Pal, yeah, there's a, there's a there's sort of a blue collar history to both these teams. They've been they they're very similar in their character. Northeastern teams got beat up on for years. <laughs> I, I think it makes perfect sense. All right, maybe there's a little more uh, between them than I thought. Uh, someone who does not project a blue collar vibe is Odell Beckham Jr. He's more no. the flashy sort of. Uh, you know, what you love in a wide receiver, a lot of personality, and obviously a lot of attention. He got more of it yesterday when he was on Twitter. Now, there had been a report that he was at the Buffalo um, airport, and he got it started to go back and forth with people on Twitter asking him where he's going to sign. Of course, we know he's going to be back in November. Here's Beckham tweeting back to fans. L.A., meaning the Rams, know where I wanted to be, but they didn't offer me anything. So I don't know what people want me to do. I definitely know my worth and what the offer was isn't reflective of that. So it's tough to say that I can come on back even though I thought I had finally found a home. In another tweet, I'm getting this from Pro Football Talk, Beckham wrote that, quote, he got the lowest of low offers from the Rams. So that means he may be wearing a different uniform. We all thought it was kind of like no-brainer. Of course, Odell Beckham was going to go to the Rams. This whole tour all around these other facilities was just all for show, maybe a little contract negotiation. I mean, obviously, the Rams playing a little hardball here if they basically lowballed Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I mean, it brings up a really interesting question about the Rams. Obviously, the biggest problem so far this year is offensive line. But I think the second biggest problem is if Receiver. Coop, Cooper <laughs> Cup or bust. Yeah. But I wonder, you know, if you have an, uh, a finite number of – dollars to spend right here are you you're going to go for o-line help that's number one but we talked about works. this with the cowboys though yeah. you know o-line help is not exactly you know mm. readily available you've got a guy who you know and i obviously he's coming off of a knee surgery and we and, know he's had some knee issues and they know that better than anybody that's true they're going to know his medicals for sure but o-line help is going to be really hard to mix and match at this point in the season yeah, unless Andrew Whitworth wants to come back out of retirement, and you know what, he looks pretty comfortable there on the Amazon sets. And on he looks Thursday. a little smaller. There does. There's a couple of names I mentioned. Eric Flowers the other day is Florida. He has a turnstile. Eric Flowers is no offense. He is terrible. He's a warm body. They have nothing. They have nothing. I'd rather have nobody, quite frankly, because at least Eric Flowers can can commit a penalty. I mean, there's no positives with that guy. Do you know how long it takes to get to Matthew Stafford right now with the current line? No time whatsoever. It's hike and run right at him and hit him in the head. And they won't throw the ball away. So, I, I mean, they're so desperate. If you can't run the ball with that team and you can't protect Stafford at all, OBJ is not going to save him. So, I think, I'm sorry, it does make sense. But that is so far down their list because the O-line is such a problem right now. Okay, well, you have quarterback who you think is going to be in the Hall of Fame and Matthew Stafford. You've got genius head coach. I know at some point yeah. offensive line becomes a thing that you cannot overcome. But 
this can't be the first time they've ever encountered something like this before. There are things you can try to do to buy your quarterback a little time. We talk about the rollouts. We talk about the play action. We talk about all the types of things that everyone who has a crappy offensive line tries to do. Yeah, but the problem the Rams are getting themselves, they can't run the ball. So they're getting in deep passing positions. But it, I don't think they've been through this. Like they're, If you look at their depth chart around the line, it's Q, IR, 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 O, O, O. They're really down on bodies. You know, they they pay the Panthers this week, right? Yeah. So it's funny. They'll probably go to three and three. I do not know where that's going to go from there. I, I have a feeling it could go south. Like this this team might miss the playoffs, right? Is that how we, we're thinking about the Rams? And so that's the other thing. Why does OBJ want to get back there so much if it's going to be a mess? Well, Doesn't he want to win another Super Bowl? Um, I mean, yeah, I would I would imagine. But you would think that. Maybe the offensive line is going to get healthier. It still is yeah. early in the season. And that coaching you mentioned might kick in. That's a good point, too. But say, so. what if there's an offer from Buffalo? I was I was hoping that the Bills would offer him. Just because I don't think that he's going to be bigger than the team, which sometimes happens with Odell, you know, with what happened in Cleveland where his gripes almost became so big, uh, you know, that obviously led to them parting ways. Like, the, they just couldn't overcome it. It became too much of a story. And okay. I don't think that would happen in Buffalo. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to be healthy enough. I mean, he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. That's yeah. just a reality. It's a position where you need to be full strength. Even what they're talking about around Thanksgiving, I don't think the Bills need him. I've told you this. I think the Bills have plenty of talent here. That The last thing they need is Oda. I don't think they need Christian McCaffrey. Why do people think, why is everyone linking all these offensive players to the Bills? Uh, I can't tell if that's the other teams trying to drum oh, up a little oh, bit of interest here. We know it kind of takes two to go both, you know, you go both ways here. But I w- what about the Packers? I thought the Packers would need Odell Beckham as well. I mean, not need specifically Odell, but another receiver. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the Tampa Bay Bucks be banging down the door for Odell Beckham? Because I think there's a general thought, like, we don't want a receiver coming off an ACL. The Bucks have plenty of injured receivers. They've got they've incredibly talented guys who they can't say are they going to bring another unhealthy guy? You're going to listen. You'll all limp to the finish line together. I mean, well, at least you have a couple more options potentially. Yeah, and Green Bay, that's another one. Like it feels like that's a high risk, high reward addition. I feel like they'd almost rather just keep the guys they have. Because what if Odell comes in there and it isn't good? That feels like a really messy situation. Have you seen the Packers' offense right now? In terms yeah, of mean, the passing yes. offense? I tell you, the first half looked beautiful. It looked like it was, it was, yeah, no, I thought the Packers passing offense looked as good as I've ever seen against the Giants. It was Rodgers was in perfect harmony. Then something happened where Rodgers didn't touch the ball again, and they lost the game. We have an update for you, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, and this is a big one. Uh, so we will get to that in just a moment. Packers news on the other side. Also, because it is Wednesday, Perloff, back by extremely... High demand. Yeah. Extremely popular. My top five college football quarterbacks of the moment. Of the moment. Of the moment. We're talking about right now of this moment. Right now. Not now, but when we get to the segment. <laughs> when we get then. to the segment, then. It's even, that's how up to the up to the second this list is. I think three quarterbacks could change by the time the segment rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know my process. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbsportsradio.com, slash ask the pros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. 
All right, Maggie, we have a lot of interesting updates on quarterback yep. injuries. Get us started. What's going on with well, Aaron Rodgers? I know. If you were listening to the McAfee show yesterday with Rodgers and his appearance, uh, fun, entertaining for sure, as it usually is. But Rodgers kind of let it slip. It wasn't even a question they asked him. They asked him about on the Hail Mary at the end of the game, the desperation heave from like the 30. That oh, right, Rodgers the one, uh, really had to, like, crow hop and get... Then he got the ball knocked out of his hands, right? Yes, he did. And then Runyon picked it up and, like, started to run with it. Oh, you know, I love that. that yeah. I looked like he was... That guy was intent on getting into the It was wishful thinking. <laughs> he was down by... but He was tackled and got up and pretended he wasn't tackled. Brilliant play. Yeah, the uh, the play was dead. Real dead. But he picked it up and, and ran with it. Also, anyway. wasn't your guy, Kayvon Thibodeau, involved in that play for once? I, <laughs> I think he's the one who got to Rodgers at first and forced him to do something. So, Rodgers got crushed on that play you know yeah, so yeah. he got just absolutely pummeled and so they were asking about him yesterday asking him about it and he said yeah everything's fine I'm you know I'm I'm checking myself after the game like okay my neck's okay all right my arm's okay well I guess my thumb got really banged up now we hear today he's being held out of practice because his thumb is I don't know injured in some kind of a state now the Packers are maintaining that he's going to be fine on Sunday but as we talk about with Dak Prescott, as we talk yeah. about with all these quarter, I know Dak's a little different. He had surgery, but we talk about it. The thumb is just so important. So Rodgers is downplaying it. I mean, you get no disrespect to the Jets here. I realize they're coming off a big win against Miami, but that's still going to be a tall task. But the Jets defense is not terrible. You know, you just saw the Giants yeah. beat the beat the Packers. And I feel like the Giants and the Jets are kind of like same, same, you know, a lot yes. of similarities. Yeah, no, it's, but th- that was in London. This is in Lambeau. That's true. Uh, yes, their defense might be okay, but you don't Sauce have to. Sauce Gardner's do, been yeah, you know, but maybe you ha- defensive rookie of no, the year. No, I would just say you don't have to do much if you're the Packers. You should your defense should be able to shut down Zach Wilson on the road. That's just a reality. And if you can't, you have a problem because yep. you've invested so much in this defense. So I think they could play a conservative Aaron Rodgers. We've been saying it all year. Run the ball. You have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So protect Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we'll have a Cowboys effect. You know how we were saying that the Cowboys are actually more effective with Cooper Rush because they're running the ball and playing defense. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers is a little bit banged up, they play conservative a little smarter. Okay, but the the problem is not – sometimes with the Packers, they'll get out to a big lead like they did with the, with the Giants, yeah. and then they start sitting on it, or yes. they don't have enough possessions, or the defense all of a sudden can't stop the run, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a dogfight with an opponent that you probably weren't taking – to be honest, probably taking all that seriously – considering the Giants were coming up barely at half a quarterback. No, absolutely. And the Packers have kind of an easy schedule. They have, I know the Jets and they have the Commanders next. Yeah, then they're at Buffalo. That's, right, so that's a tough one. almost give that a, but it's fine. They could easily lose that game and be fine because they got the a lot of Lions and, and NFC teams coming up after that. Yep. I don't know. Do. I just don't understand. I watch Aaron Rodgers on Sunday morning against the Giants. He looks like the same old Aaron Rodgers. I don't think, if you're just eyeballing the way he plays, yeah. he looks like he's still the most skilled quarterback in the league. Now, we know they have different receivers. Well, the batted balls at the end was just, was, I mean, tip your cap, I guess, to the Giants just made a good play, two good plays. Yeah, but that was not emblematic of the way he played the whole game. It seemed That's like true. he could do whatever he wanted. I, if, if I showed you video of Aaron Rodgers on Sunday and then showed you seven years before, you wouldn't necessarily, he doesn't look old. So, no, it's not that. He doesn't look old, but there is something you kind of can't put your finger on with the off. Well, no, I can't put my finger on it. There are times when Aaron Rodgers looks like the old Aaron Rodgers, and he throws a ball, and there's not a receiver in the shot. 
Yeah, you know, that's the biggest difference, I think, with the Packers. But he was pretty darn accurate on Sunday. I mean, he was picking them apart at will. I think it's the drops more than anything. But even said, we've seen so many seasons where Aaron Rodgers started off slow, then picked it up. I feel like this is that this is going to be that season. I think he's going to figure this out. I think he's going to break these guys in, and they're going to look like a Packers offense. And then we're going to all look back and laugh and say, "Oh, remember when we were so worried about Aaron Rodgers?" Yeah, I mean, I that's know we a typical tend to do way that. it goes. Well, do not forget those Jair Alexander who said, "You know, we're not panicked now, but if we lose next week, then we're really going to panic." I mean, <laughs> True. <laughs> which, listen, you lose to the Jets at home, you lose you to might the Jets. Panic. If you lose to the Jets in Lambeau Field. You should definitely panic. <laughs> I mean, like everyone just throw, like everyone just freaking out. Just I mean, pull you, the fire alarm. Then you sign Odell Beckham Jr. You do whatever. <laughs> you do something drastic because then your mojo is just all screwed up. But I think he still looks good. I think he's going to be all right. I do too, but now he's got some kind yeah, of a thumb situation. Which, uh, it's a built in excuse. It's perfect for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I. I, I understand. I've seen this demise of Aaron Rodgers story before. I've seen a million no, demise of Tom Brady. No, it's not a demise Brady. of Aaron Rodgers. But no, there is a little. They're not saying it's a demise of Aaron Rodgers, but people are really down on this this offense. Well, I mean, can you yeah. blame anybody? I I don't know. They haven't put together like a full complete game. R e l a x. You really thought about that too. I'm yeah, sure I, you I, didn't I misspell it. R e a l x. Yeah, just. <laughs> Yeah, don't get fooled. I, I'm still the school. I'm going to have to see Aaron Rodgers retire now the league for two years before I don't believe he can <laughs> still do it. Because, he's, you know, Romeo Dobbs is good. Alan Lazard is good. I'd like to say another receiver that I think is good, but I can't really come up with. Oh, and uh, the old guy, Randall Cobb, still looks good. There, there's weapons. There's places to throw the ball. It's not a total train wreck on offense. I What I'm a little disappointed, why is that defense dominant? All we do is see them draft first-round guys. They should be killing the Giants. They well, should have destroyed them in that game, but they're still soft against the run. Well, and what's interesting is I know he's not playing to the level of Saquon Barkley, obviously, but Brees Hall, the rookie, is running pretty nicely right now for the Jets. It's not like they don't have a run game here. I mean, they do. I, I don't know what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. I have no idea if he can handle this moment or if this is going to be way too too much for him. But listen, you have a Jets team that definitely has some weapons this is a coaching staff that's definitely familiar with LaFleur. This is Robert Sala's coach with all those guys forever. So, I don't know. I'm just saying. You left the door open just a hair mm. with the Rodgers thumb. Just a hair. Made pretty, this a little more interesting. It's so still it's seven a seven-point spread. Yeah, Thank you to our friends at Jeff King. Still a pretty big spread. Yeah. No, I know. There's uh, a lot of confidence in the Packers, as there should be. Especially at home against a young, young team, can a young, we, young quarterback. Can we play the Packer, the the Aaron Rodgers sound from McAfee yesterday where he was talking about um, how much they love the expectation in Green Bay and sort of how it always has to be so high? I absolutely love the fact that the expectations are high. I mean, think about other places around the league. It's not like that. You know, the expectation of every time you take the field – greatness and winning and excellence and we embrace that and we really do and we know what comes along with that is when we don't achieve victory the scrutiny is probably a yeah, little I mean, higher you could look at this season but i wouldn't have it any other way not so depressing for the packers they lost a close game to a, th- a winning team in the giants and they have this young I, I think there's a definitely a glass half full way to look at this the young receiving core has actually gotten better every week mm-hmm. so if you You're project right you project it out, and they have a young defense, too. I mean, the defense is loaded, but it's got young players all over. 
you could just see them being a different team by week 15. Now, the problem with the Packers has been regular season dominance and nothing in the playoffs. Maybe this is different, and maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe this is a work in progress, and we look at them that way instead of saying, you know what, they lost to the Giants. This is time to panic. Maybe there's an opportunity for growth. Look at me. I'm all positive. Wow. Yes, there's an opportunity. Are you writing a book right now, like a self-help situation? (laughs) Yes, there I was, down and out in Lambeau. (laughs) I'm already, chapter four, Aaron Rodgers. They counted us out again. But then, as if uh, emerging like a phoenix out of the, what is a phoenix emerge out of the fire? The ashes. Alan Lazard, out of the ashes, right, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need your help on this one. Yeah, what else? Alan Lazard. Cuts across the middle, and I hit him in stride for the long touchdown. Wait, hold on. We know what Aaron Rodgers could probably write, like, 15 self-help books. You know, like, he's he's oh. just begging publishers, like, please ask me about my philosophies on life. No, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers is definitely doing it. He, he wants to be the next Joe Rogan. I've been thinking a lot about this. But I a can book, see that. A book cannot contain Aaron Rodgers. He needs a podcast where he can talk four or five hours a week. No, you know, <laughs> you know what he wants. Book on tape. I was yeah, thinking yeah. about that as he was talking about his book club, you know, that they do on McAfee show. Yeah, He's yeah. got all these, you know, 1984 and all these other books that he likes to recommend to people. I'm like, is he reading them or, or is he listening to them on tape? And if you listen to a book on tape, does that count as you reading it? Oh, absolutely. Does it though? Yeah. You're yeah. listening to the book. Don't you have to make a more of a distinction? I think, I think listening like your to brain... it is, is a passive thing. Like you say you're yeah. listening to a book in the car. Yeah. Right. Book on tape. It's passive. When you're actually reading with a book in front of your face, isn't that more active? You're probably right. But I think you get credit for reading. I've heard Stephen King, the famous author, yeah. talking yeah, about how... we know how... who he is, Burlo. Yes. <laughs> Thank uh, you for not the, <laughs> clarifying uh, that. Stephen King, you ever heard of him? Yeah, not the you guy Tommy Knockers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, I've heard of him, yeah. So he was saying that he likes to read about six books a week, and he does three, on, three traditional books right. and three on tape. So I figure like, and he obviously sees a lot of value in that. So I feel like your brain is getting the same kind of benefit. No, I don't know. I'm not I think a it's scientist. Cheating. You think that's cheating? I think it's cheating to listen to him on tape. I think it's fine if you if you have a long car ride. But I or think you... it's better than TV. Well, I'm sure everything is probably a little bit better for your brain than that. But I just don't think you get credit for reading the book, quote unquote, when you listen to it on tape. Huh. Uh, You're familiar with the book. Aaron Rodgers, I agree with your general point, is definitely taking shortcuts of some form or (laughs) another because he... I don't know. And Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy, do you have friends like this? If they read like one book every six months, have to tell you about that book? Have to tell you about it. So I was... Recommend it's the best book ever. I was reading Don DeLillo and then... Oh, uh, it's always, yeah. Uh, Is it... I thought it was DeLillo. Is it DeLillo? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or the person who finds the author and like it's the first time. It's like, have you ever read like Philip Roth? It's like, yes. (laughs) I mean, not that like I'm some literary person, but it's like, yeah, yes, we know who this is. Yeah, no, books Books have a funny place in our culture right now. They're not the thing they once were. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, they're not. Not when you're but waiting by... the self-help by... books, I feel like that's yeah. probably the biggest area now in, like, your local bookstore. Oh, yeah. Everyone needs help. Well, do you know who the it's two... Like, are you depressed? It's like, yeah. <laughs> do you overeat? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, check, 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 check. Are you addicted to sweets? Like, yeah. I just well, walked by in the break room and took three cookies from a platter that's yeah. definitely not mine. I have no clue who that's for. And I took the cookies <laughs> and I didn't even think twice about it. Um, guess who the two most prolific athlete authors are? Who the two highest selling are? Tebow. Tebow's one. Probably number one far no, actually, away. he's one or two. Okay. There's a oh, okay. guy who's almost tied with him. And another athlete most prolific. Oh, he's actually right? a coach. 
Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. I believe it. So they write books that are about sports, but they're really about spirituality and self-help. Yeah, right. And it's, it's all like, you know, good. So it's Rogers, positive. But Rogers would go new age. It'd be so, you know, he's dating Blue, the uh, holistic medicine person. He'd be amazing. I can't wait to read his book. <laughs> the Aaron Rodgers <laughs> memoir. Just write it right now. Pete is in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hey, Pete, how's it going? Pretty good, Maggie. Hey, Andrew, how are you doing? I'm good, Pete. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not too much. Hey, I called back in April, and I have to apologize. I could not remember your name for the life of me, and I, I still feel bad about that. But <laughs> a, anyway, anyway you know Pete, I've been beating myself up for like five months. You're forgiven. Say again? You're forgiven. Thank wait, wait, you. wait. Is this Pete from Erie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, it was another, I thought it was another Pete because you're like, hey, Andrew. I'm like, oh, hey, Pete. Like, we saw each other last Tuesday. So I was like, oh, this is Pete. This is Pete from my Tuesday night basketball run. I'm like, yo, Pete, what's up, man? Sick jumper the other day. Uh, yeah, I just want to say real quick I, I hate reading, but I have to agree with Maggie that it's not the same thing. I mean, Thank you. I mean, it's good if you can do both, but. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah. Have a good Pete, day. Listen. And again, no worries. Water under the bridge. Tons of people don't know Perloff's name. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if he read more, he'd keep his <laughs> brain a little sharper and he'd be able to remember actually, the name of the show he's calling on. <laughs> I don't have know. You actually, the, the amazing part of this conversation is Perloff is the only person in this room who's actually written books. Yeah. <laughs> um, As we're having our book conversation. And uh, how many books have we read? Uh, we, let's go person by person. How many books we've read this calendar year? I, I'm I'm 40 pages in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40 pages, same 40 pages. I, uh, I I read one page at a time and fall asleep. I have to tell you, young parents, the number of books you read when you're a young parent, it's yeah. next to impossible. You have so little energy what left. What to expect your when you're expecting? That yeah, was a, a big but one. Just, it's impossible to get through a book without falling asleep at night. No, but there were all the parent books. Like now, I've yeah. got like a stack of like potty training books that yeah. I've read like half of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going great, by the way. No, that was a great call. He goes, hell, hey, Andrew. The way he said that sounded very familiar, right? Like, I uh, like that he, wa that he wanted to apologize for it. <laughs> yeah, like I've been stewing on that since April. <laughs> I mean, you have. I you mean, jeez, Pete. You won't stop talking about it. But I'm so glad Pete finally called. You can't call into the Maggie and Perloff show and say, hey, Maggie, and hey, what's your name again? <laughs> like, where do you think you're calling? Were you calling, like, were you calling Maggie's <laughs> when, cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> and when, actually, I picked that up, Maggie and Perloff show, so yeah, that would, exactly. wouldn't even be an excuse. And, Sue, when you pick up the phone, do you say, Maggie, Maggie and Perloff, Perloff show? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's like, tough. but if he's on hold yeah. for four minutes, like that four minutes is too long for Pete to remember my darn name. Whatever, Pete. We're not friends anymore. Yeah. All right. How about uh, you know, Paco? Yeah. P Pete. How does it feel? No, I, Pete's a good guy. No, Pete, call back in. But how do you? We don't even know Pete. Apparently, he hasn't called since April either. What's the deal with that? Where have you been? But he agreed with me. Listening to a book doesn't mean you can say mm. you read a book. You listen to it on tape. You have to make that distinction. Uh, coming up, <laughs> we do have more updates on the Dolphins quarterback situation, which you're going to want to hear about. Also, we do have my top five college football quarterbacks of the moment. Stay tuned. More Maggie and Perloff. Straight ahead. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.